0: It's that time again. We're on the porch. That's where we are. Solomon's porch. That's where they met. The Book of Acts Church started there. And then when they went house to house and broke bread and studied the Word and fellowshiped. So here we are, online, digital technology, allowing us to be like them. So that we can get back to basics. That we can examine the Word of God. Follow the example of the book of Acts Church. Serve the Lord the way they did. Dig deeper into Scripture and just rediscover the church the Lord intended, not the man-made one we have today. Solomon's porch, the porch, has always been about restoring the priesthood of the believer and in the process regaining the world-shaking influence that the early church had. We believe the church age is still in effect. The day of Pentecost is ongoing, the fire still falls. If you want it, it's there. If you have any questions, any needs, go to firefalltalkradio.com. Use the contact button or write us directly at The Porch, lowercase one word at firefalltalkradio.com. If you'd like to support us, and we appreciate everyone that does, the bottom of the main page for Firefall Talk Radio, there are ways to do so. Pray about it and just give us the Lord leads. If nothing else, pray for us. Pray for him to open the doors needed so that we can do what we are called to do. Welcome to all of our listeners from the various streaming platforms. Remember, if you need prayer... Or you want to pray for others in the porch community, contact us and we will let you know. You are cared for. You are prayed for. We're one family. We are the church. So, Father, we come to you now as your sons and daughters. Boldly approaching the throne of grace and mercy. Crying out, Abba, Father, Papa, God, Daddy. Oh, boy, do we need you. We need you. Heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit, we need you. We love you. To the best of our ability, we love you. Lord, thank you. Thank you for answering the call. Thank you for doing what you did for us, what we could never do. We would have never been reconciled to our Heavenly Father if not for you, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world but you are everything you are a master you're a teacher you're everything to us so we come together tonight we want to learn we want to understand more about you and to do that we need you holy spirit to get involved jump in anytime say whatever you want to say do whatever you want to do touch each and each and every person as they're listening Bring things to mind. Set them free. Pray I had your protection over everyone listening, over all the homes, all the families, pets, possessions, over this technology that we can get this word out tonight without any interference of the prince of the power of the air or the fallen. Let this word go forth. Let your spirit go forth. Let the name of Yeshua be the name above all names in our lives and manifested to the world. So, Holy Spirit, do whatever you want to do. Have your way. Touch us, change us, heal us, and deliver us. If you agree with me, just say, Amen. Lessons are proprietary information except where noted the information comes from outside sources. Combination of that information, the matter presented, is exclusive, cannot be repeated or used without permission. The date of this broadcast serves as the registered date of the following information. Now remember, just because we don't do the praise reports and prayer requests, those of you that are connected together in the porch community on Facebook you can continue to do that. You can continue to share with one another. You can send me emails and say, hey, I need this, or can you share that, and I'll continue to do it. But right now, over this period of time, the Lord wants to get right into the Word. But please continue to pray for one another. Don't don't stop doing that. There are hurting people out there. There are people giving up on life, making permanent decisions for a temporary problem. Coming into a season where many are celebrating on the holidays and depression takes them over, loss takes the loss of this last year. We have got to band together. The time is coming and now is when we will have to help one another. Just remember you're not in this alone. We're going to talk about his name. That's what this is called, and this is probably going to go to the end of the month at least. His name is one we should know. His name is one we should understand, and his name is one that we should apply. So this is what we're going to talk about tonight. The Baker Encyclopedia of the Bible talks about the significance of names. In biblical times, names were given in order to express something about a person or express something through him, and not simply hang a, a label around his neck, there were motivations in the choice of names. In some cases, it was to record some aspect of a person's birth. Moses got his name from his adoptive mother because he was drawn from water. It means to draw out, Exodus 2.10. And the child grew, and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. So she called him Moses, saying, Because I drew him out of the water. Another interesting name, Ichabod, was the grandson of Eli the priest, son of Phineas. Phinehas's wife was pregnant when she heard the sad news that the ark of God had been captured by the Philistines. It, it grieved her so much that she went into labor and gave birth to a boy. And she named the child Ichabod, saying, The glory is departed from Israel. It's in 1 Samuel 4.21. That's what Ichabod means. The glory has departed. Samuel got his name because he heard Samuel's mother, Hannah, her prayers in 1 Samuel 111 Names have a meaning. Sometimes they express a reaction to a birth. Isaac's name means laughter. Genesis 17:17. 17, 17, Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, "Shall a child be born to a man who is one hundred years old, and shall Sarah, who is ninety years old, bear a child?" Of course, we know from Genesis 18:12, Sarah laughed within herself, saying, "After I've grown old, shall I have pleasure, my lord?" Being old also? Then we find out in Genesis 21, Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him, whom Sarah bore, Isaac. God made them laugh. Isaac made them laugh. He brought joy. Sometimes the name reveals the nature of a person, their function was something significant about them. Matthew one twenty one. And she shall bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Yeshua, for he will save his people from their sins. You know, this is the first New Testament prophecy shown in Matthew. Yeshua, many of you call him Jesus, the Americanized version of the Greek... It means Savior. It means Jehovah is salvation. It's a name given to the Messiah. I like Messiah. I shared that with you before. That resonates more with me. Maybe it's because of the Jewish blood lineage. I don't I don't know. It's always meant a lot more to me. Messiah, something about it, triggers a feeling inside. Everybody's looking for the Messiah. They just don't know it. Or some do. You go to John chapter 4, the Samaritan woman at the well. You know the story. We've talked about it many times. Yeshua sends the disciples away. They go look for food and drink, and he sits there at the well. It's about noontime. It's the hot of the day. And this woman comes up, and Yeshua starts a conversation with her. Start talking about water. Verse 13, he says to whoever drinks this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman says to him, sir, give me this water that I may not thirst nor come here to draw. But the Lord ignores that. He says, sir, go call your husband and come here. The woman says, I have no husband. And the Lord begins to read her mail, prophesy. And he says, you've well said, I have no husband, because you've had five husbands. And the one whom you now have is not your husband, and that you spoke truly. And the woman says, sir, I perceive that you're a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, and you Jews say that in Jerusalem, It's the place where one ought to worship. Remember, this is a Samaritan woman who he waited to speak with. And the Lord says, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming, and now is, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming. When he comes, he will tell us all things. And Yeshua said to her, I who speak to you am he. Well, the light bulb goes off. He told her all things. He told her things he had no way of knowing. Something happened inside of her. She leaves her water pot. She runs back into the town to the very people that have rejected her and caused her to go get water in the heat of the day. she says, come see a man who told me all the things I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? And they are ignoring the fact that they rejected this woman. She's now talking to them. But when she says, could this be the Messiah, they go with her and run with her outside the city and meet him. And we know what happens. They accept him. They ask him to stay. And he does. The reality of Messiah crosses all boundaries. The enemy knows that. That's why he sends false messiahs. That's why he tricks people into believing things about Yeshua that are not true. His name is important. You know, we talked about for weeks about in Mark 8, when the Lord says in, uh, in uh, Caesarea Philippi, who do men say that I am? Oh, the John the Baptist, some say Elijah, some say one of the prophets. But he said to them, who do you say that I am? And Peter answered and said, "You are the Messiah." And in the Matthew version, is "Son of the Living God." And Yeshua says, "Don't, don't, don't tell anybody this." But he begins to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. See Peter. That's who Mark is writing Peter's account is sharing what he learned because he was looking for a kingly messiah. He was looking for someone to bring naturalist, nationalistic identity who would be victorious in battle, who would drive out the Romans. But the Lord is showing, no, no. The suffering savior must come first before the earthly king. The first battle was to win the souls of humanity. All of the rest comes after that. Without that, any other victory is futile. Holman Illustrated Bible Dictionary explains to us about this area of Scripture that the direction of Yeshua's ministry was one where he sought to wean the disciples away from a traditional notion of a warrior Messiah. Instead, Yeshua was instilling in their minds the prospect of, That his road to glory was bound to run by the way of the cross with its rejection, its suffering, and its humiliation. There was going to be a cost for him to be who he was born to be. Boy, isn't that the truth! There's going to be a price to be who we were born to be. We're all paying a price to become who we were born to be. But I want to be who I was born again to be. And oh boy, is there a price. There's a cost for discipleship, even understanding his name, even applying that name, even going out in the authority of that name, there's going to be a price. He says in Mark 8, whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For whoever is ashamed of me, and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of him the son of man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his father with the holy angels see if you're going to know his name if you're going to apply his name then confession and affirmation of who he is is a part of the walk of the book of acts believer if you don't want that walk, if you don't want the price, if you don't want the heaviness of the cross and the price of his name, then you can't walk this walk. You can't do what I'm talking about. The book of Acts Church knew that. The man-made church has lost its way in that regard, in my opinion. If we follow him, we follow him in every way at all times. Peter knew that. That's why in the day of Pentecost, he stands up in front of the thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of people who hear and see. And he's standing, what happened in the upper room, and he's standing there. And he says, therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Yeshua, whom you crucified, both Adonai, both Lord and Messiah. And when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the disciples, men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter says, repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah, for the remission of sins, And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promises to you and to your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. The Holy Spirit gave Peter revelation. The infilling of the Holy Spirit gave him the ability to speak those words. But see, John, the beloved, the Disciple put his head on Yeshua's chest, who followed him to the trial, who stood there at the cross. He wrote about Yeshua as Messiah and the Son of God in the very first chapter. No, there was no way that they really understood. Oh, after the resurrection, I'm sure they they understood. But if you go with me to John chapter 1, which your Bibles should be open and you should be following. Tangible Bible, if you're in your hands, if you're not paying attention, the electrical grids are being attacked in states all over the United States and people are losing power for days and weeks at a time. John chapter 1, starting verse 35. Again, the next day, John stood with the two of his disciples John the Baptist. And looking at Yeshua as he walked, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. And the two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Yeshua. And Yeshua turned, seeing them following, said to them, What do you seek? And they said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? He said, Come and see. And they came and saw where he was staying, and remained with him that day. Because it was the 10th hour. And by the way, he was staying in a tent at a campsite on the ground somewhere. Now one of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. And he found his own brother, Simon. He says, hey, we found the Messiah. And he brought him to Yeshua. Well, word spreads fast and they want to tell people. And we go down to verse 43. Yeshua wants to go to Galilee. And he found Philip, and he said, follow me. Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote, Yeshua of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael, being Nathanael, says, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? And Philip said, Come and see. And Yeshua sees Nathaniel coming towards him and says, Behold, an Israelite indeed in whom there is no deceit. Nathaniel says to him, how, how do you know me? And Yeshua said to him, Before Philip called you, When you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathaniel answered and said to him, Rabbi, You are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. In his heart, just from that moment, just from those words, he knew that this was the Messiah. But not missing an opportunity to reveal something, Yeshua answered and said to him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, Hereafter you shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. He was declaring himself Jacob's ladder. He was declaring himself the connection between the earth and heaven. No man would get to the Father but through him. So just in these scriptures, Rabbi, Teacher, Messiah, Savior, Son of God, King of Israel, Prophecy preceded him. Prophecy knew we needed him. Let's go to Isaiah 9, the focus of this teaching. I was just setting up. This was the preamble, the prologue, whatever you want to call it. You know, the part in the movie before the the credits and the real story happens. Go with me, Isaiah 9. Right there in verse 2, it says, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. And that light is in the form of a child. Jump down to verse 6. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice. From that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Remember I said prophecy preceded it. Prophecy knew we needed it. Then in Luke chapter 2, the angels show up. And they announced Yeshua to the shepherds. And these shepherds are living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them. And the glory of the Lord shone all around them. And they were greatly afraid. They were terrified. Let's get real. And the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I have some good news. I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Messiah the Lord. Well, they knew that that was Bethlehem, and they knew that that was prophecy. They may have been shepherds, but they knew the prophecies. They're waiting for Messiah, just like the woman at the well. They're waiting for Messiah. Before I was born again, I was waiting for Messiah. I just didn't know what it was. But when I knelt down at that altar, I knew what it was. I knew I needed a Savior. Isaiah the prophet says in chapter 7, verse 14, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgins shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Prophecy preceded him, prophecy knew we needed him. Matthew chapter 1, the angel. He's got to appear to Joseph in a dream because Joseph finds out Mary's pregnant and he's about to break the engagement, but he wants to do it quietly so that it doesn't cause her any harm because they'll probably take her out and stone her to death. So as he considers this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Yeshua, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet, which we know as Isaiah. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they shall call him Emmanuel. Which means God is with us. This is the Word confirming the Word. This is prophecy confirming the Word. That's real prophecy. It's always been there. Your answers are in this Word. Open your Bible, read your Bible. Put down all the religious icons and artifacts and things of your past that you can't seem to let go of. Get back to basics. Get back to the Word of God. Right there, Isaiah eleven one, And there shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. We're talking about Jesse, David's father, Yeshua, It's all tied together. How do we not get it? Line upon line, precept upon precept. This is a tapestry. This is a giant woven scarlet thread covering a banner, however you want to look at it. Yeshua predicted from the past, talking about the future, and even during his time, pointing towards something that hasn't happened yet in Revelation. His name is outside of time. King James Version Study Bible says in this section, the prophet indicates that his coming is yet in the distant future. Isaiah predicts that the tree of the line of David will be cut down and that a shoot must grow out of the stock of Jesse before it will flourish again. He predicts a rod, a shoot, or a sprout will come forth from the stem, the root or the stump of Jesse, David's father, and the forefather of the Davidic line. This is confirmed in Revelation 5, five. One of the elders said, Do not weep. Behold the lion of the tribe of Judah. The root of David has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose, to open its seven seals. His name is the fulfillment of prophecy. He was prophesied in Genesis 3.15. When the Lord was rebuking the serpent, I will put enmity, hatred between you and the woman between your seed and her seed. Well, how can she have seed unless a virgin conceives of a child by the power of the Holy Spirit? He shall bruise your head. We know it's going to be male, and you shall bruise his heel. Unto us a son is given. Sorry, liberal left. Sorry, progressive thinking. It was done by a son, not a daughter. There's a reason for that. Man was given the responsibility as the headship of the race. Man caused its downfall. Therefore, it was up to a man to redeem the race. But both man and woman played a part in the fall. Therefore, they had to play a part in the redemption. For the Redeemer had to be a man born of a woman to fulfill prophecy and meet God's demands. Unto us a son is given, an unmentioned period of time, but as we see, a period of fulfilled prophecies. Galatians four four, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. Prophecy preceded him. Oh boy, prophecy knew we needed him. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. His government. Not man's. Not one man participates in, not a man made one, man thought up one, not a church one, his government. In the Hebrew Mizra, it indicates the extent of rulership, dominion that is under authority, authority to rule, the right to be the sovereign of all the earth. That's what the Antichrist wants. That's what Hasatan wants. He wants to be the sovereign. Eh, Sorry, thank you for playing. Take your chains and go into the... Pit and then the lake of fire. Do not pass, go, do not collect anything. The Nelson Study Bible for the New King James Bible says the phrase of the increase can be translated to him will increase. He will increase. Remember, John the Baptist said, I must decrease, he must increase. And government and peace can be rephrased as a peaceful reign. The risen Lord, the risen Messiah, brings his rule of peace into our hearts, into the believers' hearts. And then he will establish the kingdom of God on earth, which will reign in peace. You know, when your heart loses its peace, when you lose that feeling, you have stepped out of the kingdom of God and into the kingdom of this world. There's no comfort in this world. There's no peace in this world. There's no justice or true judgment in this world. Only in Yeshua. It says it's upon his shoulder. The responsibility of rule and judgment and justice is upon him and him alone. I say this a lot I don't care who's in the White House. I really don't. I care who's going to be upon the white throne of judgment. That's all that matters to me. King of kings, Lord of lords. This is all a game. This is all, I don't want to say an illusion, it's a deception. Forgive me if that offends you. Forgive me if you put your hopes in politics and politicians. Get deliverance. You're going to need it. Daniel prophesied him. Why? Prophecy preceded him. Prophecy knew that we needed him. In Daniel chapter 7, verse 13, he says, I was watching in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man, Messianic phrase, the Lord used it, coming with the clouds of heaven. He came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. Then to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom, that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away. And his kingdom, the one which shall not be destroyed. Oh, there's a kingdom that's going to be destroyed. The kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our God, Hasatan's kingdom. Pretty well stocked, a lot of money, a lot of power, a lot of people. It's going down. It's on like Donkey Kong. It's going down. It's going to collapse. He's going to show up, and that's it. We need him right now. We need that. I know it's not the time. I know it's not the fullness of time. But, Lord, if you want to speed it up, if you want to turn a couple of pages in that prophetic listing, I'd be okay with that. But in Luke chapter 1, verse 30, the angel of the Lord said to Mary, do not be afraid, Mary. Remember, he just told her you're going to get pregnant. And she's going, what? I've not even been with a man. How am I going to get pregnant? For You found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Yeshua. And he will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Boy, do we need that right now. Each and every day I need his name. I speak his name. I go through all the names. But most of all, it's Lord Adonai. Right now people out there need his name. They need somebody who knows him and knows his name to go tell them. Revelation eleven fifteen The seventh Trump, The Kingdom is proclaimed. The seventh Angel sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, "The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and His Messiah, and He shall reign forever and ever. Oh, I need the sound effects. What was going on? Was everybody cheering? Was there echoing The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and His Messiah?" And shall reign forever and ever. I'm sure they were cheering. Heaven's a noisy place. I'm sure of it. And his name shall be called. Wonderful. Counselor. The mighty God. The everlasting Father. The Prince of Peace. I know the holiday season, the Christmas season. I know this is being sung. I know the posters. I know the memes. I know the cards. But, folks, this is every day. This is all the time. January, February, March, April, May, June, July. Every month, not just December. August, September, October, November, and December. See, I can do all 12. You were wondering, can he do all 12? I did it. Wonderful. In the Hebrew, Pele, a miracle, a marvelous thing. Wonderful. It expresses the wonder, the extraordinary aspects of God's dealings with his people. Mentioned so many times in Scripture, Isaiah 29, 14, Therefore, behold, I will again do a marvelous work among this people, a marvelous work and a wonder. For the wisdom of their wise men shall perish, and their understanding of their prudent men shall be hidden. We've got to get back to wonder of God, Exodus fifteen eleven, Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, glorious in holiness? Psalm 89, starting verse 5, And the heavens will praise your wonders, O Lord. Your faithfulness also in the assembly of the saints. For who in the heavens can be compared to the Lord? Who among the sons of the mighty can be likened to the Lord? God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints and to be held in reverence by all those around him. O Lord, God of hosts, who is mighty like you, O Lord, your faithfulness also surrounds you. Fearful in praises, doing wonders. I submit to you that we've lost our wonder of who he is. I teach intimacy, you know that. You've heard me. I talk about understanding who he is, but we cannot forget. We cannot lose the awe and the wonder of who he is and what he does and what he's done. They call him counselor, means to advise, to consult, to deliberate, to guide. Well, we know that because his Holy Spirit, which proceeds because of him to us, does that. It expresses the idea that he is the supreme counselor, the one who is qualified to give counsel and advice to all created beings. You're going through a tough time right now, take it to the Lord in prayer and then listen, and then do what he says. Psalm 16, verse 7. I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. My heart also instructs me in the night season. How do you know you're hearing the Lord? First of all, it'll line up with the Word. Second of all, it may not be exactly what you want to hear at that moment. It'll give you peace if it brings conviction he's telling you hey let's correct this area and we can do the other stuff too the mighty god gibor powerful mighty strong champion chief el gibor the almighty the strong one literally the mighty almighty or the conquering god To Israel, he was a mighty God. Isaiah 10, 21, the remnant will return, the remnant of Jacob, to the mighty God. We need that mighty God right now. We need Dad to show up and help us. Because he has the power to deliver. Zephaniah 317, the Lord, your God in your midst, the mighty one, El Gibor, will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Get quiet in his love. Listen. Listen. Have you ever heard it in the night? Have you ever awakened and you hear music and you don't know don't know where it's coming from? And then deep inside your spirit, you realize you're hearing angels sing. Jeremiah has a moving confession in Jeremiah thirty-two about the God of creation and redemption. He says. Verse 16 through 18, now when I had delivered the purchase deed to Baruch, the son of Neriah, I prayed to the Lord saying, "Ah, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. There's nothing too hard for you. You show loving kindness to thousands and repay the iniquity of the fathers into the bosom of their children after them, the great, the mighty God, whose name is the Lord of hosts. I bet some of you started singing, "Ah, oh, Lord God. Now, you're singing the Scripture. You're singing the Word. He is the mighty God. He's the King of glory. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Psalm 24, verse 8. Who is this King of glory, Yeshua. The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle, Yeshua. King of kings, Lord of lords. The Lion of the tribe of Judah. In the New Testament, the disciples, they knew after the resurrection, they knew through the Holy Spirit that this Messiah was God. And I know some people get really upset with it. Oh, he never said that. He showed it. The evidence is there. 1 Timothy 3.16, Paul says, And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. And what is that mystery? God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen by the angels, preached among the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up in glory. First John five twenty, and we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him who is true. We are in him who is true, in his Son, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus, the Messiah. This is the true God and eternal life. Scripture after Scripture, Son of God, Savior, Messiah, the everlasting Father. Yeshua said, The Father and I are one. The Father of eternity, the Planner of the ages, the one who spoke everything into existence. Prophecy from Genesis throughout Malachi preceded him because prophecy knew we needed him. He knew. They knew we needed the Prince of Peace. The peaceful Prince. Which basically means when he shows up, the fighting's over. The war is won. You don't need the weapons anymore. He will promote and increase his government. And he'll do it without wars. The war will be won. We're not there yet. It's coming. I believe it will happen. But until then we're in a battle to preach this gospel, to speak his name, to tell others that his name is wonderful. Can't say it with me. His name is wonderful. His name is wonderful. Yeshua, my Lord. He is the mighty king, the master of everything. Hey, did I tell you his name is wonderful? Yeshua, my Lord. He's the great shepherd, the rock of all ages, almighty God is he. Bow down before him, love and adore him. His name is wonderful. Yeshua, my Lord. You know, I do, I do do bow down before him. I get on my knees and I worship him. But then I got to stand up and I got to love on him and he loves on me and and I don't say this to to exalt me or make you uncomfortable i don't I just don't I'm just being honest transparent sat here today working on this, of course singing this song in my head. I think this is one of the ones i that's in my key, so it won't be that bad. I just said, Lord I said how much I love you, Lord' And I hear him say, I love you too, son. To a kid whose father walked out, never looked back, never cared, never came looking, created the crack in my heart, my soul, and my spirit. That caused me to need a Savior more than anything, caused me to need deliverance and healing and restoration and be given back my family. Say, I know his name is wonderful. I know everything about him is wonderful. I know what his name can do in the weeks ahead. We're going to talk about that. But if you don't know him, the way you're probably singing songs about or sending cards out about. and if, if you just can't read the scripture of Isaiah 9 and if it doesn't do something inside of you, that you know that this child is Yeshua, born of Mary and Joseph who did the right thing, was his father here on earth. Unto a son, unto us, a son is given. Not just to Mary and Joseph. Unto us, a son is given. And his name is called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Between now and next week, I want you, I'd like for you to choose to put that scripture up or get the whatever music of that song, His name is wonderful, that resonates with you. Begin to play it, begin to pray it, begin to say it. Begin to absorb it. Let it come into your spirit and then let it come out of you in everything you say and do. Because prophecy preceded him and prophecy knows we need him. Begin to praise the wonders of God in your life. I get the opportunity to share with you in these Bible studies what he's done for me and We'll get some more testimonies up and running of other people and what he's done for them. But what are the wonders of God in your life? Begin to speak them out. Speak them over yourself. Stop talking about how bad things are or what didn't happen or what was done to you. You want to talk about what was done for you? Then let's talk about the cross because his name is wonderful, Messiah, Savior, Lamb of God, Son of God, King of kings, Lord of lords. Rock of all ages. Almighty God. Lord. Lord, I come to you now on behalf of your children. I will say it again. I love you, Lord. what you've done, for what you're doing. You have sons and daughters right now, all over, some who are going to hear this and some who won't. So we come before you on their behalf, and they need to know that you're in it with them. They need to know that you love them, not just because I say it, but because the Spirit reveals it inside of their heart. We need the fullness of who you are so that we can take that out into the world. So shine it down upon us. Rain it down upon us. Stir it up inside of it, Lord, through your Holy Spirit right now to each and every one of my brothers and sisters who are listening, touch their heart, heal their heart, and fill it with that love so that they can give it out, so they can see others with your eyes and love them with your voice and with your arms and with your hands. We can go set the captives free. We can live Luke four eighteen, Tear down strongholds. Deliver people. Raise them from the dead. Let the signs of the Messiah be evident in us as we take your name out into the world, telling the people the good news. And I pray all these things. In Yeshua's name, amen. May the Lord, may Adonai bless you and keep you. May Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May Adonai, may the Lord, King of kings, Lord of lords, the one, the only one, lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Give you shalom. His name's more important, but my name is Richard Grind, and this has been The Porch on Firefall Talk Radio.